So, Zombie Flesh Eaters 3, made by team behind Troll 2. Whoa, crazy fun, because Troll 2 isn't one of the worst movies ever made. And I know what you're thinking. Ian, it is one of the worst movies ever made, but it's a comedy classic. And I'd say, no, no, it's not. Watch the fucking movie for yourself. It's rubbish. It's not even funny. It's just terrible. It's god-awful on so many levels, guys. I'm not recapping it because I don't want to watch Troll 2 again. But I watch movies made by people behind Troll 2 because, hey, we're going to have some fun on Friday night, man. Anyway, Zombie Flesh Eaters 2. Zombie Flesh Eaters 3, even. is sequel Zombie Flesh Eaters 2, in name only. Which was sequel, in name only, to Zombie Flesh Eaters. It was a sequel, in name only. Pursued the sequel to the... Italian slash European edit of Dawn of the Dead. Confused yet? Welcome to my world, people. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. But it's okay. We're going to get going now. We're going to start the recap. Okay. Movie starts with the Illuminati setting up a research institute to defeat death itself. Its title appears on screen. The title, of course, being rather aptly the title of After Death. Wait, wait, oh. Hang on a second. After Death? That's not a good omen. When Tarantino in Death Proof had the title appear on screen, Thunder Road or Thunder Point, whatever the fuck it was, that was funny because it was a... Yeah, that was funny because it was a parody of shitty Grindhouse movies. And I don't mind shitty Grindhouse movies. I like shitty Grindhouse movies. They're fun. I like fun, terrible movies. But what I don't like is when I pay... £10 at HMV for Zombie Flesh Eaters free to see right up front that this is not a Zombie Flesh Eaters movie. This is a movie called After Death, which they changed at last minute to be part of the Zombie Flesh Eaters continuity. I was already upset that Zombie Flesh Eaters 2 was not a direct sequel to Zombie Flesh Eaters. That annoyed me. But I was like, okay, thematically, fine. Romero did three separate movies with minimal continuity and it worked. It's okay. But now I find out that this was not intended to be a zombie movie and that's not good. That's fine. I decided to keep going. A wildly appropriate song began to play, encouraging us to touch our Banes. Now I have a picture of Bane, an animated cartoon picture, right on my ledge. I respect Bane and I respect the fish thing that he has going on that's fine but i don't want to touch my bane that seems crude and very much an innuendo and i don't want to do that ring on tundra i guess you'd say then the tech song says that we have to mummify the insane which i'm not doing that i'm not fucking mummifying the insane that's messed up i start to think this song's dubbed for me it's an italian and it's really selling the after death thing which is weird, because that's not type of movie. Type of movie is Some Flesh Eats Free. After Death is not... It's the subtitle. Some Flesh Eats Free, After Death. Fine, I'll accept that. But you need to have the bit before... You need to have the bit before the Halicron. You know? Yeah, come people. Anyway, we get the lovely text. It's a nightlife wall, but also a wildlife wall. So it could be either of them. Post-credits, we're in a tunnel... A woman screams and hides from something while a monk pursues her. Oh, it's ritual time, fair enough. The woman starts spazzing out. It's the Illuminati approach. 
Or are they the Illuminati? Are they even men? Question mark. The woman continues her dancing in spite of white men with guns approach. Oh, I'm getting uncomfortable now. She rides around on the floor as the monk talks gibberish. The Illuminati won't be happy with this behaviour. Purple NG exits the Bible and enters the woman's mouth. She rises and throws a boil. I guess dancing's a red herring, but fine. The monk dude hears explosions and looks concerned. The woman falls down and is pulled down to Hades. Hades domain, Hades place, the Hades thing, I don't know. To heck it's safe, Waven. I'm starting talking tongues here. The Illuminati slowly approach. The monk notes this the Illuminati and realises he's outnumbered by neighbourhood watch. They accuse him of starting the epidemic. He says they defied Satan and invaded their home. Wait, what? The monk says his wife died, but she'll be back in third act. That's optimistic, mate. The Illuminati claimed they tried to cure cancer, but couldn't cure cancer, and that's how it goes. The monk says his daughter died of cancer, so she's dead and zombies aren't real. Then he grabs his tits and dares them to shoot, saying he'd come back as a zombie anyway. Right, I'm starting to feel like I think I missed part of the movie. The first 30 minutes of this movie, but nope, this is the start of the movie. The monk says food and destiny equals zombies. It's not a really very good math sum. The monk is shot. Then his wife returns as a dot 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 zombie question mark? A furry zombie at that. She masks the Illuminati and she, she really looks more like a werewolf. She starts tearing people apart anyway. Anyway, it's not a zombie, it's clearly a fucking werewolf. What's this movie doing? The survivors take to the jungle. They go useless against werewolves, apparently. They enter a temple. Oh, wait, that's the other survivors. The first ones are still fleeing through the jungle with a little kid. Wait, what? What? Sorry, hold up. Where's the kid come from? I, I guess he's a new character that came from something, but is this the same movie? Is this a different movie? They jump together? Anyway, they're being pursued by werewolves wearing all black and walking upright. Uh, I, I guess, okay. Well, werewolves big in the 80s? I mean, I know American werewolf in London, but I didn't think they're that big that you'd make a werewolf movie and then claim it was a zombie movie. Back to the temple, funky music plays and two dudes back up into blue silhouette and hear whispering. I'm getting lost flashbacks now. More survivors say they can't escape this place, even though they chose to go in there in the first place and they're places that they could have gone otherwise. The werewolf rises up, throws up some oil, and the guns have no effect. Some survivors are torn apart. More survivors are concerned by a werewolf, are cornered by a werewolf even, and murdered. I'm really losing track how many people are in this, on this island. Each scene seems to introduce people who immediately killed off, so I'm not sure who main characters meant to be at this point. Back to Sicily family Robinson. His father's attacked by a ninja werewolf and he, bitten and dies his daughter is told to run oh is this where they got the idea for rogue one from run jin run so jin jin anyway daughter sounds 50 because dubbing goes to shit straight away she skips away and is told to stop her mother shouts her and says run fast her child nods and skips away the mother murders a werewolf by hitting it in the face with a stick not even stabbed it, she just swung it and knocked him down. The werewolf her mother rushes her as her daughter skips away, clearly unaware this is moving, she's meant to be acting. It's kind of adorable, really, because it's pretty obvious that this kid did not want to actually do anything or had any idea what the fuck's going on. 
That fucking terrible living off death song plays is now wearing water on a speedboat driven by six new people, four male and two female. I'm really at a loss at this point. What the fuck is going on in this movie? Apparently, the answer is a cigar. And that makes me wonder, okay, what's the question? The guys feel that they're good mercenaries, proven by their drinking Budweiser, which is the king of beers. A blonde woman says she dreamed of the original Zombie Flesh Eaters movie, but says it's a horrible experience. That woman needs to watch it, because that movie was really surprisingly watched for very entertaining. The sequel was a shit. That one's quite good. Sorry. More survivors are randomly walked through a deserted town. I, I, at this point, I feel like on their whiteboard. The boat, boaters, boaters, is that correct? They hear growling. And the blonde, as I put it, just the blonde says she dreamed this. Even on full throttle, the engines start acting up, apparently. And I start thinking, are there sea werewolves? Are there wolves of sea? But no, maybe later, you know. There's not a moment. They moved, uh, Mertz moved aboard at the dock. Two guys in lay walk through smoke remains of another town. Who the fuck are these people? They decide to rest, um, but I start wondering where they try and get to, question mark. Apparently, the island's part of a volcanic formation, and they're here because of a diary talk about magical island properties. Seriously, this is lost people. Apparently, um, yeah, it's just, what, what, what is this? It's like a new bunch of characters, main characters, but they keep ignoring the other characters. Like, who, who are these people? We just pick one simple story and stick to instead of this conflict bullshit where we're jumping from terrible story to terrible story. Like, this is fucking Avengers Infinity War Manola or some shit. Like, there's no depth to these characters. I don't know who they are. I don't know what's going on. And we go character, 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 without any form or thought or intonation just flowing coherently. You know, like, who are these people? We, revi- we discover that the original inhabitants of the island died for some reason. No one knows why. Well, how would you know they died then? Who? Who told you they died? Suspenseful synth music. You see, the music's okay so far. They need rest again, because apparently we're skipping scenes of context, so we have more stories than there were in Magnolia in the ninth-minute Italian zombie movie, which isn't even about zombies, about werewolves, people. Back to mercenaries. The blonde claims the island brought them there. Seriously, how is this not lost at this point? Their plans to look for water, despite the fact that they're right next to water. This is what gets me about these movies, which were clearly shot in a different language, Italian in this case, and then dubbed to English. Did they not hire someone to watch the movie and write dialogue. It seems like they told someone, it's a zombie movie, just write a bunch of dialogue and we'll record it. And they not think about matching up what was being said to what was being shown. Cinema is primarily about showing, not telling. So if you are going to have dialogue, it needs to match what we're being shown visually. This contradicts what we're being shown visually at every step of the way. It's just noise. You might as well have made a silent movie for all the good this dialogue does. The dialogue confuses what's going on more than the action. You know, like, you, you say, the characters say the mercenaries when they didn't need to. We could have seen that by them having the guns, you know? I, it's just gibberish. 
They walk through a fog machine, as you do, into the jungle looking for a boatyard. And I start getting really confused because why would you go further inland to find a boatyard when you're on boat and you go off boat to go inland? But then you won't get back to the boatyard. But you continue walking further inland looking for a boatyard when you just got off boat. So see if you can follow me. You're on boat. You go off boat. You walk into, walk into the jungle looking for a boatyard. Instead of, instead of realising halfway through... We need to walk back because the boat's there. If we're looking for a boatyard, we need to drive the boat round to find boatyard. You know, like, the boatyard would be near the dock. The boatyard would not be half a mile or six, seven miles in the fucking jungle, you know? Anyway, the woman claims that the, um... No, I already said that. No, so... A they're, they're walking, right? And then they find a werewolf. And werewolf looks at them and runs off. And one of the mercenaries chases him, unarmed. And chasing goes on three minutes. We get a lens flare cut, revealing a puddle of shit, which is brilliant and symbolic on so many levels. The werewolf falls over and, <laughs> and is thrown into the shit. Then he's punched repeatedly until he dies. Right, couple questions. Did the mercenary know this guy is a werewolf? If so, how would he know he's a werewolf? If he didn't know he's a werewolf... Wasn't he curious why the werewolf was running away from him? And in fact, why was the werewolf running away from him? How can a human punch a werewolf's death? These are good questions. Now, this movie is not going to try and answer. Enough werewolf appears, biting guy, because this isn't about answering questions. This is about shit that doesn't make sense happening, and then doubling down on shit that makes no sense. Said werewolf name runs off before you have mercenaries can appear. I mean, are these smart sending werewolves? Like, why we run off? Merc are furious and fire into jungle, infuriating werewolves. I think this came out before Predator, so this firing into jungle seems even dumber than one in Predator. It's, this has no context, like, you don't know what's happened. You don't know, like, they fire into jungle in Predator because the things camouflage and they think we're going to try and shoot wherever it could be. That's their logic. This doesn't have any logic. They return to their boat, but it's gone. It must be sea werewolves, you know, werewolves of sea. They start shouting at blonde woman who feels that she's been on the island for, which I'll wait that way up a second. They should be concerned when she said she dreamed about the island and wondering, how is that possible? They weren't. They should be on fucking DEFCON 97 when they, this woman reveals that she's been on the island. And this is after they just discussed the island. And now she's saying she's been there before. But also, hold up a second. Why was she, what was she aiming to achieve in the first place? Why would mercenaries hang out for two women going towards this island? Surely that's where they were going. So why is the woman now claiming that she was unaware they were going to the island, but she dreamed about the island, now she's been there. That is a continuity error of epic proportions. It really should be cause concern. Anyway, the other three survivors find place which looks like the rape cave from Lost. They hear crying inside, which seems very meta. And we discovered apparently the original inhabitants of the island during there. Wait, what? You said they all died. No, the original inhabitants murdered the other original inhabitants. And thus, no one survived on the island originally. 
Um, these guys in the UK anyway. A slow suspenseful music plays. The Mertz go wandering and have given crazy blonde woman gun. It seems very reckless. They find an abandoned, surprisingly modern for the time house and don't find a stranger at all. And naturally they enter. Injured dude is put on bed despite clearly having lost 90% of his blood and also being infected with werewolfism. Blood drips from a tube connected to the ceiling as the head mercenary notes it while he enters room. He doesn't find this odd. There's cockroaches in the char, which he doesn't find odd either. Enough Mert finds some candles. Sorry, I'm very snuffly today. It seems confused. A blonde woman explains it's a ritual to open hell. I, I mean, the candles. It doesn't mean it's a ritual. She puts an amulet in the centre off saying that's how you open hell. Heck, even. And Merc blows candles out saying it's bullshit. Doesn't ask why she has an amulet on her that she knew the burning site saying circle in the first place. It's the worst dubbing ever. It doesn't make any sense. Also, it's not circle. Circles go all the way round. This stops. It's like a selection of candles. Anyway, they all start looking at the injured mercenary's wound, sees fuck, and then tell them they'll get him some lemsip. Enough Merc enters the room through blood black curtains and doesn't find it strange. He does find lots of guns and starts whistling. The injured mercenary is cold as ice, by which I mean he's veneerized his career, but in his form of his state of safe. The Mercs fuck around with guns and hope they'll wake Tommy the Merc up, but he may be in coma or he may not, who knows. Finally, some ask why hospital has guns, but there's no satisfying answer because this script is atrocious. Meanwhile, in Rape Cave, there's a second Satan circle, except again it's not a circle. He survivors marvel that they're in temple and don't realise it's not a circle of candles, the circles connect all the way round. So stop calling it Satan Circle, call it Satan's Row. They find the Book of Dead, and I wish I was watching Evil Dead at this point, and debate opening it. But clearly someone's already opened it because the fucking werewolves are everywhere. Chuck is there to read it. He does like the fucktard he is. Not even looking at words first and realising book literally tells you what's going to happen. Like maybe look at words first, formulate an opinion? He's told Finch reading it, but suddenly decides not to. He's not feeling it. So doof the glasses, takes the book and reads the four words, two of which is zombie, which again, they're not zombies, unless we're getting zombies versus werewolves, but I don't think it's movie has budget for that. As I say that, the werewolves attack and start tearing everyone apart, except Glasses Dude gets dropped on them and runs to leave his friends to get proper fucked. But then Glasses Dude's cornered by werewolves, but find, fends them off with fire and kits and judo throw. He then breaks one's neck with ease, as the subtitles claim these are zombies. But again, zombies aren't furry, aren't werewolves, and you can't murder a zombie by breaking his neck. The woman, Valerie, is torn apart. Ooh, jeez. So is Glasses Dude. Then Survivor's flees, one werewolf throwing up some ink. We see Chuck take to the jungle. The mercenaries in the house are all asleep. Thomas waits from his irreversible coma. A werewolf exits his grave. I've never seen werewolf exit grave before. They don't usually die. They're bitten and they don't werewolves. We get some sexy jazz music as a merc and a woman bond and flirt over Charlie's dropping out of trees in Vietnam and whether the merc is balls or not. He wants her to the point, but she says not now and apologises, because this may be before the Me Too movement. Naturally, they ambushed by a werewolf, who's thrown downstairs and shot 30 times. She's a bit excessive, given hitting the werewolf in the face earlier with a stick, kicked kick the stone dead. 
Enough werewolf teleports in frame and attacks three merts. Chuck Pierce out of nowhere and shoots a werewolf by blowing his head off, which isn't true. You don't have to do that murder a werewolf. He claims a hundred coming, which doesn't seem true either. Long drawing encore Claire, fuck it. Claire has to stop them, but it isn't clear who they are. The werewolves slowly approach. The Mert tells the woman not to leave Tommy, even if he becomes a werewolf. And then says, especially if he becomes a werewolf. She agrees. The Merts are told to aim high by their leader, not to waste ammunition. They proceed to miss the werewolves completely and waste a lot of ammunition. Long Dorman creates a Satan circle. Tommy wakes up, looks like a zombie, and murders his nurse. The Satan circle is complete. I mean, it's not a circle, but at this point, who cares? She tries to stop. Claire tries to stop the living dead, but Tommy attacks her. She's still... What? What the fuck? I wrote she's still waiting baby something. What the fuck? She, she gets away at the point, be grasped by the throat. She stabs him with some scissors. He rips them out and growls, then he runs off. A werewolf jumps through the door and spears at the ground. He's park all werewolves. And Mertz hears a scream as werewolves continue to approach slowly. I'm amazed how little has happened in this movie. A blonde woman murders... Kid, oh, sorry. Blonde woman holds the werewolf off. And then he's shot in the face. Blonde woman says Tommy is a zombie, not werewolf. Confusing one of the Mertz because these are clearly werewolves. The other mercenaries find gas, Elaine, which they set on fire. The werewolves back off, petrified of fire and making with whining Jawa-like noises. Then one screams in very human way. And I wonder, did the fire stunt go wrong? Like, he seems to be screaming way too much. Shit, that's my comb, sorry. Long woman grabs her hamlet, then she reignites the candles. Three werewolves appear by a wall and are mowed down. Tom returns, throwing up some 82% straw. The Mert tries to negotiate with Tommy, but the other Merts refuse. They have a code. They won't kill one of their own. Then they shoot them in the head seven times. Eerie atmospheric music plays. Elite Mert loses his shit and gives St. Christmas Day speech, which I'll transcribe thusly. Nah! They're not getting us! I, I'm going, daughter! Nah, nah! Nah! And then runs outside. It's promptly swarmed by werewolves, somehow knocking them back without actually touching them. He hides by a tree. The woman tried to bang her little rib pierce, looking like shit. She breathes heavily. B3COM3S, a werewolf? Well, I don't understand. What's my writing level quality going so down? And bites him. I don't understand rules of werewolfism in this movie. Some people die and then come back from the grave. Other people bitten take Al's turn and she's bitten like three minutes ago and suddenly's turn. Ninja werewolves jump down and attack, some mer- attack mercenaries. Showing incredible stiffness. Dan takes charge and shoots them all. This really is one of the most baffling movies I've ever seen. They throw dead bodies into gas fires, somber music plays, in slow motion no less, which makes sense given they don't want dead to turn to werewolves, but first that does make any sense, and secondly, that creates such an incredibly unpleasant stench. They've Chuck gives us back story that the Illuminati who try and cure cancer and create super soldiers, open gates of a creepy chaos dimension instead. That seems like three things which shouldn't really be connected. Like, how do you accidentally open a chaos dimension? The blonde Claire says they want her, and I, I, okay, I don't understand why that'd be the case, but fine. The werewolves just stare at Mertz. 
Claire says she was here 20 years ago. Chuck says if she was, then why did he have to explain what happened 20 years earlier? Apparently, her dad and his colleagues developed a cure of cancer tested on Monk's daughter, but it didn't work and she died. So Monk cursed the island. Even after everyone swung and died, it was too cursed. A little kid from earlier sees skip through the island. And wait a second, that was Claire? Wait, what? This doesn't make any sense. So you opening scenes were flashbacks? But then there's no time cut to the present day. There's no indication that those were flashbacks or dream sequences. And also, so Monk's dead? But if Monk's dead, then where the werewolf's still coming from? And if Monk's not, then who lit Satan's circle? Because that would have stayed lit for 20 years. So someone's just relit it? And why? I'm very confused. Anyway, werewolf's grown at the door. A werewolf mercenary throws up Jack Daniels and begins laughing for some reason. Despite clearly seeing him, one of the other mercenaries hunts a werewolf but can't find him. A werewolf sneaks up on him and begins to speak, claiming it doesn't hurt. Who who needs rules, you know? Just make up shit in horror movies. Make up incoherent shit as you go. This werewolf delivers a seduction speech but is turned down. Half dozen werewolves appear and mowed down, but Merc Werewolf shoots the Merc, then bites him. Why would you shoot him? How would he shoot him? Dan and Chuck wake up and prepare for war. They find Merc and wonder what happened. Rog bit him. Fancy cling up. He beds Dan to murder him, but Dan doesn't understand. More werewolves rise from their graves. The mercenary is turning blue, but Dan still won't shoot him. At this point, F1 in the movie, F1 watching movies, screaming, For fuck's sake, Dan. Anyway, how's the plot? Sorry, I'm late. How does Claire know about Satan Circles if her parents were rational scientists? Anyway, Mercenary dies and Dan looks sad because he's a fucking idiot who doesn't understand werewolves. I mean, to be fair, this move doesn't either, but you've clearly seen they rise from the dead. The werewolves slowly approach, led by Louise and werewolf mercenary, because hierarchies, people, it's important. Blumble Woman asks, Claire asks what they should do. Chuck says, shoot them. Flawless logic there, Chuck. They don't, then they proceed to not shoot them. Dan goes to see Dead Merc, who reveals he's got a gun, and then shoots Dan with it, because Dan's a fucking moron. The werewolves advance on, Ch- on Chuck and Claire. Dan says that they need to flee, so Chuck and Claire run for a window and dive through it. Dan stands off against the zombies, but is swamped. Chuck and Claire methodically exit through a window, very slowly, very carefully. Dan bats up into the corner, but is shot numerous times. Why are the werewolves shooting people? Chuck and Claire find the arrow station from Lost and hide inside. Dan, somehow still not dead, crawls away. The werewolf says they just want him to join them. Chuck and Claire walk along boards, not realising the werewolf king has risen from Chaos Dimension. Dan is still crawling, despite being shot 75 times. A werewolf ignores him. He finds a grenade lying round, as you do, and werewolf merts know how guns work, but apparently they've forgotten what a grenade is because they just walk up to him, shrugging off. So incoherent. Dan pulls the pin, and boom goes the budget. Chuck murders the werewolf king very anticlimactically, but two minions leave for a window. Chuck punches them to death. Claire's pulled through the wall, but Chuck saves the two. They run. More werewolf rise from grave, and I'm starting to think, could they be your parents? No, they can't. More werewolves ambush them, but Chuck tends fends them off, sort of. They're really outnumbered. Chuck gets his fifth wind and starts beating the shit out of all of them. They flee to night. Cut to next morning, and they're just chilling by a tree. They're somehow back by the rape cave, so naturally they enter it. 
Chuck somehow has a lighter now, so does Claire. Where the fuck they get lighters from? The Satan Circle, which isn't Circle, steal it. Claire picks up Book for the Dead and reads the reversal spell and realises they need to sacrifice themselves, or one of them, Enray. She approaches the Devil's Anus, bathed in red light and lots of wind. She throws her amulet in. So it explodes. A werewolf punches through Chuck's chest. Holy shit. Claire starts turning into a werewolf and pulls her own eye out. This is a bit weird. She looks at the camera, goes to speak, and the image freezes with a fucking song playing again. Sorry. Right, okay. Um, so I think it's fair to say this was a pull in by any reasonable metric. Zombie Flesh Eaters the original is no great shapes. It's a move which coasts on stunning special effects, solid visuals, and awesome score. The writing, acting, directing, and dubbing are all woeful, and set piece choreography consists of characters staring at zombies to their bin. We're not talking Romero and Prime here, but when I say this by far best of three, that should ring alarm bells as how bad this trilogy really is. Zombie Flesh Eaters 2 is objectionably one of the few genuine crimes against cinematic art form. It's two terrible movies jammed together horribly with editing so ghastly it's impossible to track geography or passing of time. It also lacks the awesome score and great special effects of predecessor, trying her much moving Return to Living Dead but missing Mark completely and feeling so unlike that movie is scary. And somehow Zombie Flesh Eaters 3 is even worse. How much worse? Well, this is seven movies jammed together incoherently. And by that, I mean seven mo- terrible movies jammed together incoherently. I feel at the end that Jenny was a little kid from Stop Move make no sense on any level. Said the little kid's clearly not traumatised by what she'd seen. In fact, didn't see anything that she could be traumatised by. She even skipped away to God knows where, somehow got off the island, then somehow came back to years late by accident at first, and then by chance, and then chose to on the island, as if her storylines were written by seven people who didn't check what the others had written. Then there's the fact that zombies don't look like zombies at all. They look like werewolves and can be murdered by punches sometimes, sticks sometimes, and other times owned by headshots. They can use guns who don't know what grenade is, and some of them can speak. Also, apparently, the US Illuminati slash US Army tried to cure cancer, but open gates to curse dimension. Seriously, avoid this movie. It was rubbish. One star out of five. Would not recommend. Would not buy. Don't watch it. It was shit. But it's only up here from here, surely, because up next is uh, the 1989 Pet Cemetery movie. I'm back in a second.